Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team welcome welcome to the Brett Boone podcast explore the mind of MLB all-star silver slugger and gold glove winner Brett Boone as he sits down with his friends from the world of professional sports now up to bat Brett Boone welcome to the Boone podcast I'm Brett Boone and today on the program I'm joined by a St. Louis Cardinal Hall of Famer he's a batting champ he's a seven-time all-star in 2011, he was part of that World Series champion, St. Louis Cardinals Ball Club. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome Matt Holiday to the program. Matty, thanks for coming on. Yeah, Booney, thanks for having me. Looking, uh, looking forward to it. I didn't know. I didn't know if you were going to make it. You made. Yeah, it. my bad. I uh, I told you I, before we came on. I we're coming off Christmas break. The family's a little bit. We just got back from Florida. My son got married, and so we're. Uh, we had a, a, a big weekend. And so, I, I, you know, you have guys coming on, and it's my bad. I, I got no, this. no, I'm, 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 I'm just giving you a hard time. How was the wedding? I, I just, my daughter just got married. Uh, it's been about six weeks now, but I don't know. I don't know. I know you got four kids. Yeah. For me, I thought it was going to be, you know, I was going to be cool and everything's going to be fine. But it, it was my only girl. I got three boys. And uh, as it got closer, it kind of got real to me. And then all of a sudden, shit, I was, I was a, yeah, I cried like four times. I was a mess, but, uh, it was, it was, it's a pretty awesome day, especially is it your first, your first child that got married? Yeah. So, um, it, like you said, I, I, I held it together for the most part. Um, the rehearsal dinner, you know, we, we had the, the, the rehearsal dinner where we were, um, you're the host. Yeah. And yeah. so that, time where you know i was supposed to give this this speech and you know there, there's obviously not as many people at the rehearsal dinner and they're sitting right in front of you and you're supposed to tell your son how you feel about them and how you know so that was the time where i got pretty choked up i needed my wife to step in and, and i had written this this speech that was very heartfelt and just kind of you know as you start to reflect on on your kids and you reflect you know for me on jackson um and and you know his life and what what he means to me and how important being a father and and is, is to me so you know the, the rehearsal is where i got really choked up I, I handled the wedding really well i probably got all the tears out on on friday night so saturday uh i decided i was good i had handled it well and uh, um so friday was rough saturday was great um and then even even yesterday when you get home uh you know you, 
we have this this picture wall in our house that has pictures from you know our family from you know the last 15 years and it's random pictures and you know just even when you walk by that picture wall and you see your son when he was five and then you think now that he's married and 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 you know sort of out of the house uh it you know it kind of gets you a little bit so um you know it was a it was a weekend of emotions but all in all it was a great weekend tremendous wedding um a lot of fun so it was it was good um but like you said it's it's hard you know your kids are uh when they're sort of growing up into adults it's uh it makes you feel old which i don't love and then um you do it does change the dynamic of your family that you're used to yeah, it's it's it, but all in all, it's a cool thing. You talk about your tears were out. I would I was reverse uh, the rehearsal dinner. I was cool that you know I just got was the first you know uh, what do they call it the first look when yeah. I was the first one they got said so they got me you know they got all these cameras on me waiting for her to come up. I'm staring off into these woods and she pokes me on the shoulder and and, and everybody's asking me gonna cry. I said no, I'll keep it together. I'll probably be emotional. And I turn around, it's just me and her, and that I kind of like cried, cried. And all these cameras are up in your face, you know, because they're doing, they're getting everything. Yeah. And then walking her down the aisle, I was kind of like, whoa. And then watching the, yeah. uh, but by the time I got to my speech was after, you know, after the wedding, uh, all, all of them were out. So I was good for the speech, but yeah, pretty cool. Congratulations again, yeah. by the way. Uh, and for those of you tuning into the boom podcast, uh, Maddie's son was the number number one overall pick last year. It, it's a pretty darn big deal. Um, I know when I retired, <laughs> um, you know, things change a little bit. I'm always Booney. It's always Aaron's always my brother. Uh, Brett Boone's your dad to your kids. But when did, is it still is, is it, are you Jackson's dad yet? Or are you yeah. still met? Because I, I'm even getting, I've got a son that's in the minor leagues and I'm getting to a point where he'll introduce me. Oh, that's Jake's dad. Yeah. You know? So, so it's just kind of life. This is the way life progresses. Are you Jackson's dad or are you Matt Holiday? Oh, I, look, we went to the press conference and he get dra- he got drafted by the Orioles. We go to Baltimore uh, for the you know the signing and he hit on the field and, and they had the little press conference and and uh, I'm standing off to the side and and uh, Jackson talks to the media and then the director of you know the media the media director for the Orioles he goes to the to the podium and he says okay. Now we're going to take some question for Jackson's dad. Jackson's dad, can you come up? I was like, wow, that happened quick. You know, <laughs> it like, did, doesn't it? Yeah, he got drafted like a, like three weeks ago, and, and, and that ha- that's how fast it happens. But um, I, I'm, I'm quickly transitioning, Booney, to, to Jackson's dad and then, and then Ethan's dad. And, and then uh, so I, I'm actually good with it, as, you, as, you, as you, I'm sure you are. Yeah. Uh, there's nothing offensive whatsoever when somebody says, something about, well, your kid's going to be better than you, or I'm like, great. I hope so. I, there is, yeah. you know, there's nothing about, uh, you know, jealousy or anything with your kids. I mean, I, I hope my kids have a 10 time better career than I had and, and have all the, 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 the teammates and the, and I, that was one thing about the wedding. You know, we had, I had a bunch of my old teammates that, that were around when Jackson was growing up that all came to the wedding. And so it was, it was awesome for him. He had a bunch of his, you know, current teammates and um, just the reunion and the relationships that you build over, over your career 
and the time spent and then fast forward, you know, to your son getting married. Most of the guys there don't play anymore. You know, a couple of them, Matt Carp still plays and, and Wayno just retired. But just like, I don't know, those relationships and the friendships and the memories of being in the clubhouse, all those things are, man, they're so valuable. And they're, they're just the things that when you're done playing and no one really cares that you ever played, you know, you, they just, people just, the game moves on and that's totally fine. But those relationships, you can't take those away. And so that was, that was one of the, my favorite parts about the wedding was is, um, just old teammates that, that went, they traveled a long way, went out of their way to come and celebrate Jackson. And, and we got to sit around and, and tell stories and hang out and laugh. And just like we did, you know, in, in 2011 or, or, you know, one of those years where we were all together. Yeah, it is cool. And you're right. I mean, when you talk about your, your son and everybody always going to be better than you, it's not the father son thing is not you. That's, that's what I think too. I hope he's way better than me. Yeah. Um, the tough part, it tough part for me is sitting in the stands and, you know, I grew up, my dad played until shoot, I was in the minor leagues when my dad retired. So I had a pretty, pretty unbelievable childhood as far as being around the big leagues and, and being in clubhouses. Uh, and, and dad was still playing my whole childhood. So he didn't get to see me play much, but when he did come, I remember how, you know, how he, behaved you know he was kind of out of sight out of mind he didn't make a big deal about it and he'd probably have to sneak off and go to the ballpark that day um when you watch jackson now i i know when i'm watching jacob my son's jacob i, I mean it's it's like you want to come down there and help them when they're struggling but at the same time you can't do it um and, and you're you're kind of living and dying with them but i always try to to kind of meant kind of model what my how my dad wrote uh raised me was, Hey, hands off. When you got a question, you come to me, how are you handling that right now? Have you gone and watched him play and sit in the crowd? Is it weird? Is it something where you try to stay out of his way? What's that relationship like? Um, we're really close. Um, we, uh, we talk probably every night. He, he's so all my, you know, as you know, I mean, all the kids are different, right? So right. they all, you know, particularly the two older ones who are, are playing competitive baseball, you know, Ethan, my, my 16 year old, um, is a really he's, good he's good too, isn't he? Yeah, so he's a junior, um, but but they're they're just really different on how they want me to interact uh, as far as coaching them. You know, sort of even in the cage in the off season. So like, um, you know, last week, you know, we're hitting in the cage. So so Jackson, if I see something, he wants me to say something like real real even keel. If, hey, if you see something, let me know what you see. And 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 even during the season, he'll call me and and say. You know, we'll we'll talk a little bit about his at bats, and um, we have a really easy relationship that way. And then Ethan is is a little bit more of the emotional one, where I let him come to me. If I try to go to him too early, uh, he gets you know he he's there's a little bit of pushback, and I learned that early. You know, as far as their personalities and and how they want me to be dad and coach, and and sort of how to mix the get together the two things in a healthy way. Um, so Jackson, um, you know, he'll call me and he'll say, I, I just told him, I said, Hey, look, I'll get on a plane. If you need me, if you get in a rut, if you need me to just fly out, you know, on, on the drop of a hat, you know, that's why I retired. That's why I don't have any strict job where I can't come because I want to be there for my kids. You know, I play, we, you know, we played forever. Uh, we missed a lot. Um, 
but now I want to be there for you whenever you need me. And, and so um, there was one time where he called and he said, hey, dad, can you can you come on Monday and and bring Duke, our, our dog, whom he loves so much? And I said, well, I can come, but I'm not bringing Duke. And so um, <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to be that guy on the plane. Yeah. So I, I that was one time. But I, I visited him probably, you know, once a month for four days and we did it as a family. And, and we would go and we would just sit in the stands and. Um, Ethan and I would go early and watch batting practice and hang out. And, uh, a lot of the teams and, and, and coaches were really cool to Ethan. So they would let him come out on the field and take batting practice with the team. And, um, it was actually a lot, you know, a lot of fun. Um, but as you said, you know, you just really want your kids to do well because you know how bad they want to do well. You know, it's not necessarily a reflection on, Oh, I want him to do well. So I look good. I want him to do well because I know how much it means to him. And, and when he struggles, uh, I feel his pain. I want to help him. You know, I, you know, we watch from an eye of, well, the reason he's not doing well is because this is, you know, not, he's not doing this or that. So um, I love to watch him play as I'm sure you'd you love to watch Jake play. Um, I, I, I like to go and watch and, and enjoy uh, being around him and, and I miss him when he's gone, but um, also, you know, giving him some space and, and, uh, you know, the other kids are very busy with activities. So, um, we, uh, we try to get up there though and see him four days out of the month and, and, uh, and, and see him. So, um, it's, it's, I think it's been real healthy, uh, so far. And, and like I said, Jackson is super mature mentally. Um, he's very even keel. He handles, uh, you know, the highs and lows really, really well. Um, I, I think Ethan is a more emotional kid, kind of probably more a little bit more like me that I might have to, you know, if, if he ends up playing pro baseball and getting drafted, that it might be a little bit more of, of helping him manage the, the highs and lows of, of baseball. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Yeah, because you're right. Everybody's different, and and we all have different temp. Uh personalities and, and you know i saw that growing up with my dad my dad was great we worked great together once i was a professional uh it was father coach and it was a cool relationship he 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 would go to aaron him and aaron butted heads and it was the father son thing and it didn't work as well uh maybe that's coming from being the oldest uh yeah. versus versus the middle kid but no it's an interesting dynamic and the only thing i think is you know you you want to help sometimes I, I forget you know i've got to sit back and think man hitting's really hard man it's really hard and and sometimes i'll say well why don't you just do this yeah well i i forget that well that's the way i did it that doesn't mean the way other people can do it and vice versa you know there's things i and i'm sure you had teammates you'd look at them and go how do you do how do you hit that way you know i wish i could do that and you can't but they can't do what you can do yeah. so it, it's uh I don't know. This game is, that's why it's unbelievable, but that's why it's really hard. I wanted to talk about, I know in 2019, uh, you were on staff at Oklahoma state with your brother, Josh, who, who runs the program there. Now I remember my days, uh, in college 
shoot, late 80s. So Gary Ward was the guy, and Jeremy Burnett's was coming out of there. And I remember I played on a USA team with Jeremy Burnett's, and he had that back foot slide that they all did. I think yeah. that was the Gary Ward thing. I think your dad uh, was a part of that, if I'm not mistaken. Is that correct? My dad was the pitching coach. Yeah. So uh, were you around? Were you around those teams when you were a kid? Yeah, did did yeah. dad bring you along? Go to the ballpark. So that was like in Cavilia was probably yeah. when you were like five. Right. Robin Ventura. You were yeah. probably eight years old. Yeah. But these are guys right in my wheelhouse. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was. Those are the guys that I look to because I was in high school. And, you know, when we were in high school, we always look at the college guys. Who's the, yeah. Who are the big college guys now? And you kind of look there. I remember Robin Ventura and yeah. P.D. Cabilia hitting like 50 homers in 55 yeah. games. Yeah. Uh, how was that for you, your childhood, being around the ballpark? Is it something you always wanted to do? Yeah, I mean, I think it's probably a lot like yours, except mine was on the college level, right? Mm -hmm. my, dad, so, my dad coached base, college baseball and – uh, I don't know, you know, Stillwater's not a big town. It's a college town. And so uh, you get out of school, you go to, you know, to go to the field and you hang out. And, uh, you know, Pete Cavilia when I was five and then Robin after him and then Jeremy Burnitz. And so I got a chance to be around a lot of great college players. And, and honestly, uh, Pete and Robin are probably two of the top, you know, two or three debatable, you know. The, Ever. They, yeah, be the best college baseball player. Johnny Olerud, you got to throw him in there. So. I, I was blessed like you to be around, grow up around baseball. I really, you know, the passion and the love of baseball, you know, grew in me being around my dad at the field and, and being around great players and just loving the game and learning the nuances of the game. And um, so that was, that was my childhood was, was being around Oklahoma state baseball. And I grew up here and, 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 you know, I learned a lot. Um, so uh, I, I, I learned about things I liked, some things I didn't like. And, and, and cool thing is, is that, you know, Jeremy Burnett and I ended up playing together in Colorado and we ended up hitting back to back homers in my rookie season. And Jeremy used to be the guy that came over and, and hung out with my brother and I, my parents would go to the movies. I, I call it babysit. I mean, I wasn't a baby, but, um, he would come over and hang out. My parents would go, you know, go out on a date or whatever. And so fast forward, we get to be teammates and, and end up hitting back-to-back -back homers, which was, you know, one of, one of the highlights of my career. Um, and then, you know, Robin and I were both on staff at, at OSU recently um, here in, in Stillwater and, and, and got to help and, and be part of a, a college baseball staff. So my time in, in, at OSU and then, you know, like you said, 19, 20, and 21, I was on staff as the volunteer coach and love being around young players. You know, I, I loved it. I mean, I, I think it's, it's gotten more difficult for me just in the fact that, you know, Jackson's out playing and, and having some freedom to help with Ethan's teams. And, and so I'm not doing it now, but um, I still, you know, I'm around a lot of the college guys and I stop through and just watch um, and, and, and kind of tell my brother some of the things that I see if there's some way I can help. But uh, that college age player, uh, you know, you got, you know, 18 year olds that are just coming out of their, you know, sort of first time on their own all the way to, you know, the 22, 23 year old that's maybe been in another school and, and, you know, is, is way further down the line in their career and, and trying to mix all those guys together to help build a, a, a great college baseball team was fun to try to help be part of. Um, but it was, it was a lot of fun. And, and, you know, two years ago, Robin and I, uh, you know, we traveled around the big 12 together and, and, uh, talked about baseball and, and, uh, so, uh, I don't know that the kids these days probably appreciated Robin's career and understood how great a college player and what a you know obviously a great 
major league player and then a major league manager, you know, the, the asset that they had on staff with him. Um, but pretty cool, pretty fun. And, and, um, you know, I've really enjoyed, you know, those college age players. And now I, I get to work with, um, you know, some, some guys now that, that roll through to, to hit with Jackson. And, and that's my passion. I, I, I love to, to pass along, uh, the game to the, to the younger players and, and try to help them reach their potential. And, and so I get to do a lot of that. And, and that's something that, that I, uh, it really, you know, I get you going, like makes you, you know, you feel like you're, you're, uh, you're, you're helping. Very cool. And, and the guys you mentioned, like Jeremy Burnett's, you know, I mentioned earlier, he was a teammate of mine on, on team USA, actually, when he was still at Oklahoma state, I was a USC. And then we played against each other for years. Jeremy still lives probably a couple miles away from me. Uh, and Robin, you know, I got to know a little bit, I, I like I said, when, when I was a kid, when I was in high school, Robin was like, whoa, yeah. Robin Ventura. You know, he was the biggest celebrity around for me. You know, I'm hanging around the ballpark. Dad's still playing with the Angels. He's playing with Reggie and Rod Carew. But I'm like, yeah, no, no. Robin Ventura is where it's at. I got to know Robin a little bit. And I had a lot of mutual friends of Robin um, over the years just playing against him. And, man, he's funny. He's People funny. have no idea how he's how, how funny Robin Ventura is. He's got that 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 uh dry sense of humor but but I, I remember he used to come over just during stretch and you know we weren't friends i had a lot of mutual friends that said booney you'd love robin he'd come over during stretch and i'd kind of be like hey good to meet you and yeah. just listen to his stories he's great i mean still to this day without knowing him very well I, i've always loved robin ventura so that's that is a uh that's a cool thing um you started off in colorado obviously a lot of success all-star three times uh 2007 uh you won the batting you won the batting title and the rbi title days in colorado uh do you like it before you you move on to st louis yeah i mean i loved it you know i think when you come up through an organization i played you know four and a half and you, ended, you ended up finishing with them as well yeah uh i i i loved it benny you know it's, it's the organization that drafts you and there's a, there's a special you know, bond or, or opportunity or, you know, when, when, when you get drafted there and then you sort of come through the minor leagues with a lot of your, your guys that end up in the major leagues and that 2007 team, it was, they called us, you know, Todd and the toddlers for a long time, you know, because there was sort of Todd Helton was this, you know, veteran player. And right. they brought up a lot of us younger players at, at one time. And, um, I, I loved my role there. You know, I, I, you know, I played well, like you mentioned, and, you start to come into a leadership role at, you know, 26, 27 years old. And, um, and I, and I loved it there. I, like I said, I played well, we get to play with your, your minor league teammates. You feel like there's a bond. Uh, the city knows you. Um, but then like the business element kicks in, you know, and, and then there's, you know, as you get closer to free agency, um, you want to stay in some place, but you also have to, to realize that, um, you know, you have one chance, you know, a lot of times you have one chance to, to get a contract that'll, you know, we, we only, you, you don't know how long there's so much volatility in, in baseball and how much, you know, how many contracts you can get. And, and so, um, you know, it becomes a business, you have to make decisions for your family. And, and ultimately, as you get closer to free agency markets and teams have to make decisions on players, whether they can sign them or if they can't, they got to optimize the return and, uh, ended up getting traded and, and it was, it was really hard. I mean, it was really hard on me. 
when I got traded to Oakland and, and my family, we were very comfortable in Colorado. And, and like I said, we had a lot of our friends that we came through the minor leagues with still on the team. And so that was a transition year uh, that was one of the more difficult things in my career that I had to go through. Um, traded to Oakland, you know, we, I think Billy Bean thought we were ready to win. He had a lot of young pitchers he was excited about, signed a bunch of veteran players, traded for me. Um, it didn't really come together. Pitchers weren't quite ready. A lot of the older players got hurt. Uh, trade deadline's coming. I'm about to be a free agent. The Cardinals trade for me. Um, and then just kind of fell in love with, with that idea of playing in St. Louis. I had a great team. There was a lot of really good players, a lot of good uh, you know, building blocks for the future. And then, you know, ultimately signed back with St. Louis for seven years and, and spent the bulk of my, you know, that, that, that chunk was in St. Louis. And then, you know, got an opportunity in, in, in my last year in, in 18 to, to sign back with, with Colorado in the middle of a playoff run and, and finish my career where I started. And, um, and, and that was that to me, that was meaningful and, and going back to Colorado. And, and I remember, you know, my, my first, I hit a pinch hit home run against, uh, the Cardinals and, and just the the feeling of sort of returning and, and, and kind of finishing my career there was, was something I'm grateful for. So, um, you know, all in all, loved Colorado, loved St. Louis. Um, and, you know, it was it was like I said, going back, you know, it, I, 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 I like the fact that guys can play in one place their whole career. I think that's really neat. Um, but it, sometimes it just doesn't work out that way for, for some of us. Your seven years and, and uh, you know, a lot more success. You end up winning a World Series. I'll get to that in a second in, in 2011. Um, you're four-time All-Star in St. Louis. Um, I talked to a buddy of mine, probably a mutual friend, John Rooney, uh, who's been who's been on yeah. the program. He had a lot of good things. I told him you were coming on, and he said, well, tell, give Maddie my best. He said he's one of my all-time – he didn't say he's one, you're one of his favorite players. He said he's one of my all-time favorite people. And he goes, Booney, he's one of those guys that earned every penny of his contract in St. Louis. He was accountable. We know he was going to be in the middle of lineup day in and day out. Uh, and and I, I really like John Rooney. I, I don't know him that well. Obviously, that voice, I hear that voice yeah. going through St. Louis. But he had a lot of high, high, high praise for you. And um, what is so special? Everybody talks about it. You know, we know the Yankees and the Red Sox and that rivalry and that that whole thing. We know the Cubs, but what makes St. Louis such a special baseball city? Well, I mean, I think that it's a lot of things. One, uh, it's the, it's the biggest thing in town. You know, I mean, they have the blues and, and the blues are, they love their blues hockey, but you know, obviously they lost the NFL team and, and, and really it was never much of a rival with the Cardinals, but it is, you know, in the off season, they could sign a utility player and it would be, you know, sort of front page news. You know I mean? It's just, that region loves Cardinal baseball and it has a ton to do with the history. Um, it's, a, you know, it's, it's a very historical franchise that very successful franchise. It's, it's got a ton of reach, um, you know, as far as center of the, the country and there's just fans from all over a lot. Like you talked about, you travel everywhere you play on the road, there's a contingent of Cardinal fans, a lot like, you know, right up there with the Yankees and, and the Dodgers and the Cubs and all these historic franchises. And so, the interest level um, of the Cardinals is huge. And people, you know, that they love their Cardinal baseball. Um, the organization has run, ran very well. Um, they've, they've, they've done an amazing job of, of bringing in character guys and people. And, 
Um, and I think, you know, the fans are very knowledgeable and they're very loyal, but at the same time, hold the team accountable. So it's a, it's a smart fan base. Um, it's a fair fan base. They want, um, they want the players to, to love the city, to, to, to represent the birds on the bat, to represent the guys that came before them, to play the game hard, um, and, 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 and go out there and, and, and play good, solid baseball. And, and the Cardinal way to me is, you know, people talk about it. I mean, it's, it's really comes down to, to executing good, good fundamental baseball and, and, and making the right play and getting the runner over and scoring the runner and, and playing winning baseball. And, and I think that they had a lot of, um, you know, George Kissel and, and some of these, these um, guys that, that, that helped establish this Cardinal way. And, and, you know, Jose Akendo comes to mind as somebody that, that really was, was uh, instrumental, instrumental in, in, in helping our teams really play that way. So um, it's a, it's a great baseball city and, and it's uh, it's, you know, it's, it was a fun place to play. We were in the playoff hunt every year. And I think, as you know, as a player, you just want a chance to win. And, and they, the ownership, uh, the front office is committed to winning. Uh, they, 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 they're willing to do it and, and they've done a nice job of, of developing young players through the system. So um, all in all, it's, it was, it was, a, it was a blast playing there. I still, uh, you know, get a chance to, to go back a couple times a year and we still have our, our foundation, our homers for health foundation that we started when I was there. And, and um, it was a real honor to be done with my contract there. And, and for, for people like John Rooney to say that it was a good contract because a lot of times, seven-year contracts you know they say you know these long-term deals never work out at the end and uh i, I think if you know sitting in a room with with me and mr dewitt and and, and john mosaloc the, the gm uh to be able for all of us to say you know that was a really good contract for both of us uh that meant a lot to me and and uh i was when i signed that contract i felt uh you know this I, i'm going to live up to my end and, and do everything I can and work as, as hard as I possibly can to make them happy about the contract they just gave me. And that was, that was one of the driving forces. And, and, uh, you know, and, and when you, when you're there, um, I wanted to make them proud and I wanted the Cardinal fans to be proud of the fact that I was a Cardinal and that that was, it was meaningful to me. And, and when I left, I would tell players, Hey, you want to be part of this. And that's, you know, this, it was a, it was a great experience. And so um, I, uh, you know, I know they had a bad year this year, but I think they'll bounce back this year coming up. No, it, it's cool too. Cause I, I just reached out to Johnny. I said, give me a little holiday, you know? And usually the answer isn't he earned every penny of his contract. That's a very unique answer I got from him. And also, you know, there's, a, there's a few guys, you know, we all have great teammates and we talk about, oh, he was a great teammate. He was great this, but he also said, you know, and I, and I prefaced it when I told you, he didn't say he was, he was a great player. He said, he's one of my favorite people. And, and I think that's another level high praise from you. You don't get that from everybody. You know, I always refer, I, I mentioned him earlier, John Olerud. Uh, I got a lot of favorite teammates and a lot of uh, guys that I respected so much as players. But when Johnny Olerud's comes into my mind and people ask me about him, I say, he's one of the best people I've ever been around. So like I said, I think that's, that is, that is high praise coming from, 
from uh, John Rooney. And, and when he sent me the answers, I went, wow, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. And it's a testament to you and how you went about your, your career. Uh, you mentioned your, your uh, homers for health. And, you know, I was going over Matt Holliday and his, and his, resume, his resume, and I saw that. And, and it's one thing I look back because nowadays I, I, I like to give back. I like to help other people. I, it's, a, it's a part of my life. And, but when I was playing, I didn't get into it as much. And, and, you know, we all have regret. Oh, I would have done this better. I would have done that better. Yeah. I was in San Diego and I would do uh, once a week, once a, once a homestand, I'd have a group of players, uh, people out, give them tickets. Uh, in Seattle, I had uh, every RBI, every run I drove in, I donated to, a but I never had a, you know, it was all generic. It was all kind of general and I really didn't embrace it. I, I know you and your wife, Leslie, embraced it and uh, kind of like a, a teammate of mine, Jamie Moyer. He was really into it when I when we were teammates in Seattle. He had the Moyer Foundation and he went out he went out into the field. You know, he went and visited these kids. He went and 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 became a part of their life. And, and I always appreciated that and respected that about him. Uh, I, I know that was a big part of you and, and, and Leslie's uh, life was, was given back to the community. Yeah. When I signed there or, you know, signed back in St. Louis, I knew that we were going to be there for seven years. Um, it was important for us to, to find a way to get involved in the community and how do we not only be um, a player for the Cardinals, but how do we be, how do we ingratiate our, ourselves to the community and, and do something that matters and so we, we, you know, we, we obviously have four kids and, and have a passion for, for children. Um, and so we were brainstorming uh, on ideas on how to, how to do something that make, you know, kids, sick and injured kids, you know, how do, we, how do we help make their lives easier or families, you know, as having kids, there's nothing more difficult than having a, a sick or, or an injured or, or, you know, sort of a, a very difficult situation for your kids. I mean, as a parent, you know, that just it really, you know, is, is, is difficult. And so um, we got together with Cardinal Glennon, um, short story, you know, long story short, um, we came up with this idea of, of Homers for Health and, and how do we combine Cardinal baseball and fans and, and kids. And, and we sort of came up with this Homers for Health, uh, fans would, would donate um, whatever they wanted, you know, it, per home run for the Cardinals, for, for Cardinal Glennon Hospital, for the, it's a children's hospital. Um, and so, uh, it just, it just became a lot of, we got players involved and, and, and other guys and we did commercials. It just became this really fun thing. The community jumped in, um, and, and anytime, you know, the Cardinal nation and, and the fans in the area, you know, that they, they love Cardinal baseball and they love kids and they, you know, people want to support. And if they, if they donated $7 a home run, they got to be a holidays hero and we would have this huge dinner every year. Um, and, and we would buy them dinner and, and make it was a big banquet. And we'd have, we, we, you know, some of the kids that have been sick or been benefited from, from the, the program would get on stage and um, it was all range, you know, it was, it was car accident kids that were going to make a full recovery to kids with cancer who uh, we got close to ended up passing away. That was very difficult. Um, so it was kind of a wide range at Cardinal Glen and they, they don't turn anyone away. Um, and so the program, as much as we feel like people would say you helped the program or, or started the program, it really, it really meant a lot to us and, and allowed us and our kids 
to see a perspective on real life and, and really benefited our hearts and our kids' hearts. And it was, it's, it's one of the, we still run, you know, still going. We wanted it to be about the kids so that when I was done playing in St. Louis, we get other players involved and the program would just continue to grow. Um, it's raised, I don't even know where we're at, but almost 10 or more million dollars for, for the hospital they've built. They've been able to build some really awesome um, cancer wing. Um, they've been able to do incredible money with, with the, with the, you know, the, the help of, of Cardinal nation. And so it's, it was a, it is, it's still something that's near and dear to our heart. We make a trip to St. Louis every year to do the holidays heroes dinner. And this year, I think we're going to do a pickleball tournament and holidays heroes pickleball tournament. Um, so a lot of guys have been involved. A lot of guys have helped. Um, but all in all, it's been something that's, that's been really rewarding and fulfilling. Um, some of it's very difficult when you jump into the lives of, of families with kids that are, you know, have cancer and are sick and are very injured. Um, and you go to the hospital and you spend time and you get to know uh, these families that we still keep in touch with and become lifelong friends with. Um, it can it can be very difficult emotionally to to to, you know, to get involved. But it's been so rewarding. And so I uh, appreciate you asking about that because it has been something that that our family is very proud of and and uh, every time we go to st louis we go by the hospital and and visit and i don't know that they remember that i'm you know we just now i can take jackson over there the last time he, uh, jackson's dad's here yeah, I, <laughs> I, I i was the couple of kids were like yeah i'm a big fan of your son so i'm like face it was during the season so i'm like well let's facetime jackson i'm like here you go like jackson say yeah. hi kid you know so um you know how it is. You know you're, you're they move on, and, and now they think Jackson's super cool, which I'm I'm all I'm all about. Yep, that's 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 awesome. Uh, three World Series, another thing, man. They're hard to win, let alone get, get to. I got to go and lose. I never got a chance to win a World Series. You got to go to three. You lost to Boston twice, uh, but in eleven, you you beat the Texas Rangers. Um, how great was the 11 season and how much different is it winning and losing a world series? Yeah. Um, 2011, we were just, you know, like we said, we were just at the wedding and there was a lot of guys there from that team. And you start talking about your memories of that team. And, and we got off, you know, we had a really talented team, but I, I think right away, Adam Wainwright, uh, blew his UCL out in spring training. So Tommy John ace pitcher, out spring training and so we were all like punching the gut right away right so when you're your you're ace pitchers out for the season um you know you, you go wow do we have what it takes and so that team was really talented i mean you talk about lance berkman and 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 albert pujols and um chris carpenter and and, and i could go on there's a lot of great players on that team so um we we, we played good not great uh, I remember it was we got into August maybe and and we were quite a bit out of of uh, getting into the playoffs. I remember we had a, a team team meeting, players only, and a couple guys stood up and talked. And you know, almost from that time, we we uh, we kind of went on a run. And uh, but I, I think it, to your point earlier, the, the relationships and the fun of that group really carried us. You know, I, I think that. Um, we had a, we had so many funny stories. You had a guy like Nick Punto and Skip Schumacher and 
uh, Brian Terrio and Gerald, these, these bench guys that we had, um, they were bench players, but they were very, very important. They played a lot. Um, but we talked about it. They just kept the mood light, right? They made it fun to come to the park. They made, you know, it was, it was such a great environment that even when we were struggling, you were still enjoying coming to the park because it was just such a great group of guys that, um, had a lot of fun together. And so when you think about 2011, to me, it's, it's about the stories. It's about how much fun we had. And then we got hot at the right time. Um, we, we started, you know, playing really well. And then, you know, we, we, I think we went to Philly, our first, you know, they were, they were, they were gangbusters. They were, that team was unbelievable. And we go in there and beat them in a game five. Well, Chris Carpenter versus Roy Halladay. And, you know, they're old buddies from Blue Jays days and they're tenacious competitors. I think we beat them one, nothing or two to one. And, um, in a game five and then, you know, to go on and win a World Series, like you said, it's so hard to get there and then to win it, um, and then to win it with your buddies and just such a great group of guys. It was, it was a ton of fun. It was a ton of ton of memories, and and uh, you know, it's a good feeling to to win a World Series. And, and as a kid, you grow up, you dream about, you know, winning a World Series, playing in the World Series. It's sort of a cherry on top of a career that, um, you know, that you're proud of, and and you have that ring and you have those memories to 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 always you know, you can't take that away from me. And so, um, you know, the two, the other two, you know, the Red Sox, you know, the Rockies in 2007, we kind of came out of nowhere. We won 21 out of 22 to close the season, uh, into the, into the postseason. We sweep the division series. We sweep the championship series. And then we wait, uh, 10 days. I think it was 10 days until, you know, the Red Sox finished their series. And, um, we just kind of fell flat and they whipped our tail and, and, uh, you know, that 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 uh, miracle season kind of came to an end pretty quick. Um, and then 13, uh, you know, the Red Sox had a great team and, and uh, I, we had some injuries. We had some guys get dinged up and we just we didn't quite play as well as they did. And, you know, you, you like you say, it's, it's hard. It's hard to win a World Series. But uh, to get a chance to play in three World Series and, and win one and um, – I'm, I'm, I'm grateful. Like you said, there's been a ton of, of, of incredible players that didn't get a chance to win one. And then some guys never even got, I mean, you know, Mike Trout's arguably the, you know, one of the greatest players of all time. And he's played, I think just one or two or, you know, maybe series is in the playoffs. I mean, it's just really hard. I mean, it's just such a team game that uh, you feel really, really blessed when you get a chance to, to play on a great team and, and play deep into the postseason. Talk about a cherry on top uh, world series. Definitely. Uh, you, you mentioned Mike Trout. Yeah, one of the greatest ever teammate of mine when I was when I was young in Seattle. Ken Griffey Jr. never even got to go to a World Series. So so you make a good point. It's it's not appreciate what you know when you get that opportunity to go there. And um, speaking of a ch- cherry on top, that was the World Series win. But a year ago, you got inducted into the St. Louis Cardinal Hall of Fame. A lot of Hall of Fa- Hall of Fames out there. The Yankees pretty cool there. The the uh, Cincinnati Reds is a pretty awesome Hall of Fame, a lot of history there. But Cardinals kind of stands out too as one of those one of those big ones. And you're in there with a lot of uh, a lot of history of the game. Uh, talk about when you got that that call and and how special that was. Speaking of cherries on top, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, look, you know, you, you go into things and you don't really ever think about you know why or you know the the end of it, and then. Uh, to get a call, um, and and when you're with the Cardinals, they the guy the, the the older players are so 
prevalent and around and welcome and at spring training and Bob Gibson and Red Shandings and Ozzie Smith and all these guys are around and around a lot. You get to know these guys and, and there's this reverence for uh, how great these Cardinals were. And, the, you know, and opening day, you know, they, they have the red jackets and you get to see them and they're so uh, interactive with the guys. And, you know, you just look at them with this sort of reverence of these guys were great. They put the red jackets on. They have the Clydesdales. There's this big it, opening day is incredible in, in St. Louis. And so um, I, I guess when I got the call that said, hey, you're going to be in the Cardinal Hall of Fame, it just it's really, you know, the gratefulness. And, and I guess the again, we're talking about earlier, like the affirmation that you lived up to your contract and that you were appreciated and that um you're going to be amongst um, such a, 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 an awesome group of people. Um, so it was, I mean, it, it is an honor to, to wear that red jacket and, you know, got a chance on opening day um, to stand alongside those guys and, and, and shake hands with the current players and, um, you know, put that red jacket on with, with those guys. It was, it's, it's pretty incredible. So um very humbling to be a part of a hall of fame. I mean, it makes you feel a little bit old, like, wow, I didn't feel like, you know, it just happens really fast. And so, um, it's, uh, it's an honor I to be, it's almost surreal to think that you're part of that group. Um, so we lost a couple recently have passed away that, that were, you know, a big part of that group. And, um, you know, Bob Gibson and, and I don't want to miss any few, but, you know, several sort of hall of fame Cardinal, men that you get to be close to have passed away in the, in the last couple of years that, that, you know, it's, it's sad. Um, but to be able to be part of that group and, and, uh, and put that jacket on and most recently with Scott Rowland and Chris Carpenter and, um, you know, and, and probably Adam and Yachty coming up in a couple of years. So um, I'm, I'm very honored and, and grateful to be someone that gets to put a red jacket on a couple of times a year and, and be, um, honored in that way. Well, Matt Holiday, I appreciate you coming on on the show today, man. A lot of man, uh, what a great career you had, and and all the work you've done. Seems like you got a wonderful family. Uh, best of luck to Jackson and Ethan coming next. You got your hands full, but it's a cool hands full. Yeah, you know, I know that um, you're on the the big ballot now too. You know, first year on the on the Hall of Fame ballot for for Major League Baseball. Best of luck there, and uh, I just want to say thank you for those for those of you watching the Boone Podcast. Now we're on YouTube as well, uh, but for those of you watching, I appreciate it. For those of you listening, that you tuned in today to to the Brett Boone Podcast, I appreciate you listening. And until next time, we'll see you then. <laughs>